Hey guys, it's Kiki. Guess what I'm here to do, you guys? Talk to y'all and also review the season premiere of Real Housewives of Salt Lake City. Stay tuned. All right, so first and foremost, how have y'all been? I have missed y'all. I've missed doing On the Rocks. As y'all know, me and Ash are just extremely busy. Um, We had election. I took my LSAT. Ash is over there working from home, being a wife. You guys know she just got her house. She was house hunting for a while, so that was crazy. Um, And slanging drinks over at The Perfect Mix LLC. Check out her profile, The Perfect Mix LLC on Instagram. And check out her personal profile, Ash Taylant Marie on Instagram. Ash is over there creating some cocktails that just make me want to drink every goddamn day. So shout out to Ash, y'all. She's holding it down you know, working, trying to (laughs) survive in this crazy, crazy world. So shout out to Ash. I miss my podcast partner. Me, on the other hand, I'm over here, you know, took the LSAT, did that. Um, I actually take my writing section tomorrow and then I'll be done. So I took it last week. I feel kind of decent about it. I don't feel horrible or that great about it. It's just in between. I'm really Daria. I'm indifferent. But um, thank God that's over. So now I can focus on the next stressful part, getting into law school. But we ain't got to talk about that. What I am here to do today is talk about this new Housewives show. I just wanted to talk about the premiere. I do not think I will be reviewing the show regularly because my attention span for Housewives shows, it ebbs and flows. Like there was one point the season when I was so excited about Potomac and then They kept talking about that damn fight and I was like, I'm not into this. So I just catch clips on Instagram or I catch clips on Bravo when it's on, but I don't make it a mission to watch it. Um, The reason I'm reviewing the season premiere is because this show has been hyped up ever since it was announced at BravoCon. I think BravoCon was last year um, by Andy and... um, you know, the stars of the show have already come and spoken out. We got some characters, we got some tea, we got some mess. So I went ahead and watched the premiere episode and I had a lot. <laughs> I had a lot of thoughts, y'all. It, it was a lot going on. It was a lot of mess. And I was like, wow, it's it's invigorating because the franchises that we have now on TV aren't really giving me anything. Potomac, like I said, is dry. Wendy talking about her four degrees every four seconds. That's boring. Um, Beverly Hills ended and they ran Denise Richards off and Beverly Hills is one of my favorite franchises but it didn't give me what I wanted Atlanta is on its way back I think they're currently filming and their big storyline seems to be two of them whether it was Portia or Tanya fucking some stripper actually here in Charleston so hmm, we got that going on um what else? New Jersey. I know New Jersey is currently filming. Nothing scandalous has come out about that yet. Uh, what else? Oh, OC is so fucking dry and so boring. And I OC used to be so good back in the day, but now it's a dud. In Dallas, Dallas, I think just finished filming, but you know, you could sleep in Miss Dallas and you wouldn't really miss anything. Nothing earth shattering. So I think that's what eight franchises with this new newest one included so this newest one I was just ready for you know 
a different atmosphere, a different group of women. And one thing that I like about the show already, we haven't even talked about COVID. On OC, they just start talking about Corona. And I'm just like, well, I don't want to watch this shit now. Like that shit is <laughs> depressing. I need an escape from reality. And y'all already talking about motherfucking Corona. I don't want to hear it. This show, I think, was filmed at least more than a year ago. So um, Corona hasn't hit this show yet on screen. But like I said, we are going to be introduced to some very interesting characters. So we're going to talk about that. Um I'm going to introduce the characters. I'm going to see if I can play a little clip. Not a lot because y'all know Viacom and Bravo, they like to sue people. Actually, I think Viacom, no, it's NBC Universal. I think that's different from Viacom, but we ain't got no money over here at On The Rock, so I don't need y'all snitching on me when I insert these clips. <laughs> Just keep it cool. Just keep it cool. But yeah, that's what we're going to do. I'm going to talk about all the ladies um, and give y'all my thoughts on each of them in my predictions for the season. All right, y'all, so let's get into it. A little background tea about the show before we start, though. Okay, so this show originally was not going to be a Housewives franchise show. Um, Andy production had told the women that this was just going to be a show about business women living in Utah. So when these ladies were filming it, they had no idea that they were going to be the newest housewives franchise. That's generally the formula for, um, most of the new housewife shows. I remember housewives of OC, um, the first housewife show. I remember Vicky saying that, you know, this was before we even knew what Housewives franchise would be. I remember her saying that it was just going to be a show about them following her and her friends um, because she is a businesswoman. The same thing for Real Housewives of Dallas. Um, if you watched season one of Dallas and how they were constantly talking about charity in Dallas society, that's because um, the main star of that show at the time, Leanne, was told that um, it was going to be a show about her and her charitable friends being rich and living in Dallas. Um, these production shows always do this with Bravo, especially, you know, Andy knows this. I think it's smart to tell the women that this isn't a housewife show because then you, you know, you kind of attract fake egos, fake personalities, and you know, the women going to be on extra, you know, they're going to put 20 hundred on 10. So a lot of shows that start off, um, as housewife shows that's not their original premise so I think that was interesting one of the women on the cast said that she didn't even know they didn't know it was going to be a housewife show until two weeks before Andy announced it and he announced it at BravoCon I believe last October so um I just think that's hella interesting and you can definitely tell as you watch the show because there's a vast difference. It just feels new and fresh and it feels like different. Another background tea is that um, when they were originally started filming the show, um, a different production company was producing the show. Um, the production company didn't want to like hand over their footage to Bravo for whatever reason. I don't know what happened now. Something weird happened and um, Bravo fired them stopped filming and then picked up filming like a couple months later they started over because one of these ladies um mary they decided they didn't want to go forward with her and then they brought her back so you're basically watching two shows in one 
Um, if you pay attention to editing, you can kind of tell. And they do have flashbacks from like six months earlier. So you're like, okay, y'all been filming this show for almost a year and y'all got six months footage. So whenever you see flashbacks from six months ago and the, the footage looks a little grainy or different, that's because it was from the old production company. Okay. Kiki put y'all on game. All right. That's what we going to notice when we watch this show. All right, so first we're introduced to the head bitch in charge, the one that brings everyone together. Her name is Jen Shaw. I don't know if y'all have seen her on social media. Like, even before the show had premiered, there was so much buzz around her and her outspokenness. Um, She is a proud Biden-Harris supporter. Shout out to Joe Biden and Kamala. We're going to talk politics later, y'all. Me and Ash, we're going to talk about it. Um, But she's very outspoken. She's very dramatic. She um, is the wife of a University of Utah coach, football coach, and he is a black man. All right. She married a black man. He's also an Omega. I peeped that in the intro. I saw it. No comment. Um, They don't really say how they got their money because they live in an expense. They don't even live in a house or mansion. They live in a chalet, honey. Okay. Chateau Chalet. (laughs) Not to be confused with broke ass Chateau Chalet. Um, but you know, football, college football coaches make a lot of money. I don't believe he's the head coach, but you know, all the people on the payroll, honey, they they make a lot of money, but she's outrageous. She's very outspoken. Like I said earlier, um, she was born Mormon. Um, I forgot to mention that when I was talking about the show being about businesswomen, it was also going to be about Mormonism. A lot of these women are of the Mormon faith. Um, she is, did I already say she's Hawaiian? She's Chinese. She is all of that. Um, she and her husband met and when they got married, she asked him to convert to Mormonism. And he was like, girl, hell no. The Mormons don't even fuck with black people like that. Apparently she didn't know that, that the Mormon church did not recognize black people until the sixties or seventies. So already with this show being, um, talking a lot about Mormonism, it's already getting a lot of blowback. So (laughs) I think that's interesting. Um, but she converted to, um, her husband's Muslim faith. So she don't really fuck with Mormonism like that anymore. But here is a little bit of her intro. Like I said, a little bit, cause I don't want NBC Universal coming after me. We ain't got no money yet on the rocks. Okay. So just enjoy her intro. I moved to Utah when I was about six, seven years old. I'm originally from Hawaii, so I'm Tongan and Hawaiian and a little bit of Chinese, but people in Utah have no clue what I am. In Utah, I'm black because they don't know any better. Okay, sis said what she said. She said in Utah, I'm black because they don't know no better, which I mean, she does look very racially ambiguous. I can't. Y'all, the silicone and the Botox on this show, everybody, mm -mm. she looks like a mix of Black China and Nicole Scherzinger from the Pussycat Doll. Like, everybody looks like somebody because these frozen faces, and you know, I just thank God every day I am a Black woman and that melanin exists within me. But anyway, um, as you get to watch the show, you just know that Jen is a socialite baby be dressing to the nines in this episode episode (laughs) in this episode she's going to be throwing a party for her friend Meredith but really it's for her like Jen is kind of outrageous and I like her she is a fan favorite already like people go up for her and the beef she has with another cast member on this show um I like her I'm not gonna give her too much because I feel like I feel like she's one step away from saying something problematic so 
that's Jen, y'all. She's tiny. She has a burst of energy and she gonna be throwing shit, throwing drinks, yelling in people's faces this season. It's gonna be a big mess. All right, so next we are introduced to the second cast member. Her name is Heather Gay and she looks like Hanson Squidward. Um... <laughs> Heather is the owner of Beauty Lab and Laser. So she is where everybody goes to get their non-invasive surgeries, a.k.a. the Botox, you know, the, the skin tightening, all the stuff that white women need to do to not look like Thanksgiving Day turkeys or Mitch McConnell. Um, she was Mormon, um, but, you know, her, her business is valued at over 20, I think she said $25 million dollars. Uh, she, let me, let me give you a little background on her history. Cause she ran her history down. Basically her people, her ancestors, uh, were pioneers and they led the first settlement of some cities in Utah. So she's kind of wealthy on that aspect, but where a majority of her money comes from is her ex-husband. Okay. The ex-husband, little T on him, his grandfather was Howard Hughes's um, henchman and bodyguard and driver. Okay. First of all, Howard Hughes, he within himself is a whole... Have y'all ever watched Aviator with um, Leonardo DiCaprio? Do some research on Howard Hughes and y'all would know, but Howard Hughes was one of the first American millionaires or very rich old white man. So when Howard Hughes died, he bequeathed the gay family, her ex-husband's family with all this money, I guess, just out of loyalty. And they became very, 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 very rich. So that's where her money comes from. Um, she has three daughters. Like I said, she got divorced and I guess, you know, I guess if you get divorced, you, you know, that goes against being a Mormon. I don't really, religion is just so iffy to me, but, um, listen to what Heather says, y'all experience a good mormon doesn't drink doesn't smoke doesn't have sex doesn't swear i tried not to drink smoke swear love rap music love black men love homosexuals like all the things that i love and gravitate to are not in alliance with a good mormon woman all right then sis you better tell me you like black men you know she actually looks never mind never mind i'm not gonna make a comment i'm gonna i'm gonna pretend like ashley is here and telling me to shut up i'm gonna shut up but um yeah she's she's the second hbic i i like her already that black man comment i was like girl it it don't really i mean that has nothing to do with anything but i love to see you know women supporting their families especially women who are divorced you know she making that coin she making that cash and a huge reason of why her beauty lab is so popular in that it is valued so high is because um the mormon church practices perfectionism so to these mormon women you know if i can go to her beauty lab and get a little nip tuck real quick get a little botox every two to three weeks well damn i must be doing very well in my religion so you know, the Mormon church has benefited her very well, <laughs> despite her having to get a divorce. But yeah, it, it it does her business very, very well. So I'm liking Heather. She looks like she's, she looks like she's not going to take no bullshit. She reminds me of Nene in a way, like early Nene, not because they're both shaped like moose, but because um she's not going to take no shit. 
All right. She's going to speak her mind and, and that's going to be that. OK, and I need more women like that who can speak their mind, but not come off as bitchy and narcissistic. Because <sighs> we're we going to get to it, y'all. We're going to get to it. All right. So next we're introduced to Meredith Marks. She is a jewelry designer. Uh, she has famous clients like Scarlett Johansson, Charlize Theron, Rihanna. I was like, yeah, girl, you know to throw Rihanna's name in there because we don't know who the hell you are. <laughs> she and her husband, um, <coughs> they're from Chicago. She's Jewish, so she's not into the Mormon faith. Um, they've been living in Utah for seven years. So they're, they're kind of newish to the Utah area. She says they've been living there part time for the past five. But now that her jewelry business has taken off, you know, Utah is kind of home for her. She's been married for 24 years. I don't know if I said that already. And um, she has three kids. One of her sons who is suspiciously just taking a semester off from college all of a sudden. Yeah, right. You know, you want to be on TV. Uh, her son is so adorable. He's 21. His name is Brooks and he is obviously gay <laughs> he's fabulous like his little side commentary be getting me and um she says she's happy to have him home he's the only kid who's living at home with them so she's happy to have him home because that means that he can do her makeup which you know they cut the scenes of her doing her lip gloss I'm, I'm here for it I, I think that's every woman's dream is to have not only one of your babies at home but have a baby at home that can do your makeup in your hair make sure your wig is laid at all times i'm speaking it into existence i want that for one of my children um she isn't really that interesting they focus on her this episode because jen her best friend will be throwing her a birthday party but the party is at jen chalet and it's over the top and it's outrageous and jen really she throws this party for Meredith, but the party is really for Jen because the attention has to be at, on her at all times. The most interesting thing I found about Jen, Jen, the most interesting thing I found out about Meredith is that she and her husband, something in the milk ain't clean. Like he still lives in Chicago. So he doesn't live in Utah full time with her. He is going back and forth to, to, to Chicago because he works. Y'all can't see my air quotes. He works too much. Mm hmm. Listen to this side i'm totally overworked and undersexed okay that's not that's not even funny that's not nice it's true we're gonna be truthful sis said okay we spilling all our tea on this show <laughs> i wish y'all could have seen the way she looked at the camera when he said that she's like uh excuse me but um yeah, that anytime your husband on these housewives shows is not living with you full time, like Gina off of OC, like her ex-husband used to live, he worked like two hours away and he had his own house and apartment and she stayed at home with her three kids and he would come home on the weekends, sis. Um, but yeah, this looks interesting because I am, I'm calling it red flag. They are going to be divorced by the end of this season and he already talking about he wants to see her phone and she would never let him look at his phone whatever i also want to say even though her husband lives in chicago um jen the first girl she said that her and her black husband you know the coach for university of utah they have a facetime marriage because he is gone from 5 a.m and doesn't come home till 12. now i imagine if you're a football coach during football season you know 
you traveling with the team, you at practicing, you get conditioning. Okay, well, and then in the off season, you probably out there scouting. <sighs> if they like it, I love it. I, if they marriages on this show, very interesting. Also, marriages that are already in trouble and you go on a housewife show. Hmm. Okay, I'm not. I'm not saying, but I'm just saying. Period. Um, maybe I should do a review show at the end and see if all my predictions actually came true. So next we are introduced to the fourth housewife. Her name is Lisa and she also has a frozen face. Like she has that black china, you know, that sharp pentagon rhombus, the acute angle. It, it's scary. What are y'all putting in y'all faces? Okay, it looks like hard cement. But anyway, <laughs> and Lisa and Meredith, the last one I talked about, they look exactly alike. It's scary. So it was very confusing for me watching this show after I got home from the gym. I was like, am I just on an adrenaline low or do these women, these white men look exactly like. But anyway, Lisa owns a luxury marketing company. Okay. Um, my first, <laughs> first note I took on Lisa is this bald headed ass house. Lisa's okay. So she goes to wake up one of her two sons and his room has this very little standard bed, this kind of poster on the head of the bed. Like, you know, those, those prints you go and paint at the sipping the wine and sip that's at the, the, not the foot, the top of his bed. Then she goes into another house, another house, another room and wakes up her older son. And he has the same little, um, I forgot if it said chill or savage, but the same little art print at the top of his bed, this bald headed ass house. Like, did they just move into this home? What's going, what's tea? Did y'all, y'all? Mm. Anyway, Lisa is from New York. Um, and you will know that because like Ashley said on Twitter, only a New Yorker will let you know they're a New Yorker because they mention it every five seconds. I have never not met a New Yorker who has not told me they are from New York. They have to mention it. And a majority of the people I know in Charleston have roots in New York. Trust me, they know. They're Buffalo Bills fans. <laughs> but she's a New Yorker. Um, she says she is Jewish by faith and Mormon by choice. Her mom... Um, decided to convert to Mormonism after a missionary like knocked on her door. So I think she said her mom was just happy to learn about Jesus. Because <laughs> y'all know Jewish people don't believe in God, right? Like they don't believe in God. You know what? No comment. Um, I could, I don't know. Could y'all convert to being Jewish to Judaism if you met a significant other because the main thing for me is I love Christmas my birthday is seven days before Christmas December is my month it just always been my favorite month as a kid even as an adult I got my birthday I got Christmas I got New Year's especially this year I'm looking forward to New Year's um yeah I don't know but you know getting gifts on different days that that kind of that slaps for me but um yeah I believe she said her husband is Mormon too yeah because they're gonna talk about that later um she don't cook we're going to talk about that. And also, she and her husband own a couple of tequila brands. My husband and I own multiple liquor brands. You've probably heard of a few. We own Vita Tequila, Ciudad Tequila, Ola Tequila, and we're currently making a vodka. 
I'm sure other Mormons care that I own a tequila company. What's important is that I don't. Now, if any of y'all have heard of any of the tequilas that she listed, raise your hand. The only tequila Kiera knows, Kiki being me, Jose and Patron. That's it. I don't, girl, what, what is you talking about? We don't know what y'all own. But um, my favorite, <laughs> my favorite part of her segment was her and her husband getting the two boys, loading them up in the Porsche and going to every fast food restaurant. Sis says she already, she already said she don't cook. So they went to Taco Bell. They went to Wendy's. <laughs> they went and got some cookies and some donuts. I fuck with that energy because anytime I see like a Range Rover or a Porsche at like Chick-fil-A or McDonald's, I'm just like... I assume you already have a lot of money because you're driving a Rover, but to see you at like cookout, it tickles me. It makes me laugh because it's like, you know, you, your taste isn't all that expensive. But um, side note, when they were at the drive through, she was paying for everything in cash. She pulled out a $50 bill. What is the tea? You got this bald headed ass house. Um, you paying at the drive through for cash. Where are the debit cards? Where are the credit cards at? Okay. You're from New York. Cause you done told us like what's going on um no her husband seems um interesting he looks like a serial killer he looks a little boring but um lisa already off bat is going to be a bitch she's gonna have this beef beef she's gonna have a beef with heather because they both went to um byu and lisa is basically saying oh i don't know heather um, but you know, I heard she used to be flashing her titties around campus. Now Heather is outraged because she's like, girl, I had to sign a whole honor code. I couldn't smoke. I couldn't drink. I couldn't show my titties. And now that Heather is divorced, she's like, girl, I wish I could do that shit. But also Heather be like, girl, that girl knows me. She likes me. She knows me. And, um, Lisa is fully pulling a Mariah Carey and saying, I don't know that girl. And Heather is like, bitch, you know me. So they are going to be rivals this season. I love a good, I don't know her. <laughs> <laughs> someone said that that trope is tired in housewives because they did that with yovana on atlanta how eva didn't know her um nini said she didn't know phaedra like i love when people pretend like it is it can be true you can know of someone and not know them my best friend she always invites me out with her friends and if i saw them on the street i'd be like oh i know them but i don't know them because they aren't my friends so I, I've always taken the side when this comes up in Housewives rivalries, like I don't know the person, you can still know the name of someone and not really know them. Shit, half the people I see and follow on Instagram, I may have known them in person, I may have seen them in person, but I don't know them. And period. Why do people get so offended when you say you don't know them? Next. All right, so next we are introduced to Whitney. She is the one, two, three, four, fifth housewife. Uh, Whitney is the cousin of Heather, a.k.a. Hanson Squidward. And uh, Whitney has a very interesting story. Her segment opens up. You think she's marrying this random ass man, but it's actually a vow renewal. Side note, vow renewals on housewife shows. No, ma'am. Um, Whitney and her husband have a very interesting backstory. Uh, they've been married for 10 years and, um, he's 18 years older than her. They were co-workers. I didn't know what the hell they were doing. Working where? I don't know. And they met when they were both married and they started, you know, 
messing around, not even messing. They were full-fledged fucking and had an affair. So he was married and she was married because of um, them both sleeping with each other and having to get divorces. They were kicked out of the church. Both of their families didn't approve. Her family kind of shunned her with the, I don't think Heather shunned her, but who knows? Um, So they got kicked out of the Mormon church. So I don't think she's Mormon anymore. She got excommunicated. And, um, yeah, her great-grandfather, her great-great-grandfather Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. No, I'm just playing. His name was Shadrach, and he was a bodyguard, or he protected some famous white people, one of them being Brigham Young, who, you know, BYU is named after. So she is kind of like Mormon royalty in a way. Her um, entire family is Mormon. Like I said, everyone except for her. So the show opens up at her vow renewal with her and her husband, who it totally gives you sugar daddy vibes. Um, But their house was like a nice regular size house. I was like, okay, y'all look the most normal. And um, they seem to really love each other. And one of her cousins comes up to her on her way up the stairs because she's coming downstairs. And she was just like, girl, you know. I just want to say I'm proud of you because 10 years ago, I didn't think y'all was going to make it. I didn't think y'all would be here today. And, you know, I'm sorry for shunning y'all. What? When Justin and I first got together, our friends and family turned their back on us. We're going to cut the cake really quick. Okay. 10 years later, they're finally starting to come back around. It makes me feel both resentful and happy because what did it take 10 years? well bitch it took 10 years because now you have um cameras here from bravo and they want to be on tv i feel what she's saying like why didn't y'all support me then but girl you you was creeping with a married man and you was married um i believe they have two kids together he has an older son who looks like he's no they said he was 21 she gives me like um a serena vanderwoodson tease okay uh y'all may be too young to know who i'm talking about but a heather what was her name she used to be on Melrose Place. Heather. Damn, what was her name? I'm going to have to get her name because it's going to bother me. Melrose Place. Heather Locklear, if y'all know who that was. She was the head white woman in charge on TV back in the day. That's what she reminds me of. She reminds me of Elle Woods, too. I still don't know what exactly it is she does. They didn't really say. They just said that her and her husband are rich. So, Yeah. I guess they couldn't name the company she was working with because that looks bad on the company that you was, you know, married and sleeping with people. But Whitney looks like fun. She's one of my favorites because she I I love a dumb blonde, just to be honest. She just looks (laughs) refreshing, privileged, somewhat down to earth and a little airheaded. So I fuck with Whitney. Um predictions for the season for her I don't really know I don't really know if she's just going to be a side character but she looks interesting so one two three four five we have one more cast member and um I just need to know if y'all are ready for the fuckery that comes with this last cast member so next through Whitney we are introduced to Mary the last cast member The most controversial cast member, I'm sure if y'all have seen on social media, why she's the most controversial house member on this cast. And it kind of makes me want to gag a little bit, just a little bit, as to why. Someone in Salt Lake City knows the story about Mary and her step-grandfather. We were kind of, uh, kind of a, I would say, 
arranged marriage type. It was kind of in my grandma's will for us to marry. She said, if anything ever happens to me, Bobby, I want you to marry one of my girls because they'll look out for you. We're blessed to this day because of it. Yeah, nasty. I don't give a shit if it's your biological grandpa, step grandpa, weird, okay? I love my grandpas, but I would not want to be married to them. And I'm Mormon, and we have a lot of latitude for a lot of weird shit. Don't get over it. Just digest it. So Mary married and had a child with her step-grandfather. Um... <laughs> And y'all talk about people, y'all talk about people in the South. They're doing this shit up in Utah. Uh, apparently, her grandmother owned the church where Mary preaches. It's a Pentecostal church. Mary is the first lady, so she preaches. She does all of that mess. And I guess to keep the church and the money in her family, her grandmother, who was married to grandpa at the time now, uh, passed away and said in the will, hey, you need to marry not Mary, but any of my granddaughters, because they'll take care of you. That is nasty. Ew. That, that's so gross. And people keep saying, well, it's her step-grandpa. That's still nasty. Step-grandpa, you are still in a grandfather role in my life. But she says they've been married for 24 years, child, and I had a kid. It's nasty. Mary within herself is just, it's a lot. Um... <laughs> She claims to be a fashionista, but she isn't. This is vintage Gucci, by the way. Did you know that? These are Clapton from Louis Vuitton. Ah, that's Balmain. This is so neat. I love this bag. Like, y'all can't see my face right now, but it's people who have to announce the labels that they're wearing. You're not, you're not fashionable if you have to do that. When you walk in, I should be able to know if you're wearing vintage Versace from 1996. If you have to scream out loud that you are wearing Balmain or Couture, you're, you're not that fashionable. And sis, you using, I know you're just using the, the Pentecostal church money for all these motherfucking labels. Like you have all this fashion, but you still can't dress in your wig. <sighs> but um, y'all, Mary is a hot motherfucking mess. Aside from being a grandpa fucker, <laughs> she's a pentecostal first lady um yeah and she's just rude as fuck she you know she says she speaks whatever whatever is on her mind she has no filter but y'all please watch this show mary is um one fruit short of a fruitcake um it's just something off about her and there is some kooky shit going on there is a reddit thread about her family and how um the grandpa really killed the grandma to get her money and all this uh, and they're a cult i didn't have time to read the reddit thread but if y'all have time please go read it she's just a hot motherfucking mess and i don't know what to say like she later in this episode wears an outfit that i wouldn't be caught dead in it's just like rich people be spending their money on shit just to end up looking like trash and it, it's just very offensive to me as someone who loves fashion who has a fashion merchandising minor it's, it's just it's painful for the eyes it's a crime i want her arrested aside from fucking her granddaddy um <laughs> so that is those are all the ladies okay i introduced you guys to jen heather meredith lisa with the ball-headed house 
Uh, Whitney with the, you know, man she married, who she was fucking when she was married, and Mary, who is aka the grandpa fucker. So I just want to run down what happens in this episode very quickly. Basically, it's Meredith's birthday. She's the one whose husband lives in Chicago, like full time. Her husband, of course, is not there. So Jen decides to throw her a birthday party at her extravagant chalet. Um, Jen doesn't know if she wants to invite Mary because Mary made a comment to Jen. Jen and Mary, the grandpa fucker, were very close. But then Mary made a very strange comment to Jen. And it takes me to a very dark place. I can smell it anywhere. I was at a restaurant one night and we were all meeting up and we were waiting for Jen. She came into the restaurant and she like hugged me and laid all on me and I I was like <laughs> trying to keep my composure at the same time, trying not to let her know I'm sensitive. To, I can't, that smell will, I will. I'm with my aunt at the hospital all week who's like my mother to me we find out she has to get both legs amputated mary knew what i was dealing with for her to say those comments to me like you're just flat out being mean and it also brings back a a dark place in my mind if i see something i think something i say it so backstory mary and jen were out meeting up for dinner with some other friends and jen hugged mary and mary said she smelled like hospital Uh (laughs) that is so fucking rude but funny and come to find out jen had been in the hospital all week with her aunt who had to have the big mama your arm except it wasn't big mama your arm it was big mama your leg well big mama had to have her foot cut up okay but anyway jen's aunt had to have both legs amputated why i don't really know i say you smell like hospital when she gets both legs amputated i don't know what you want me to do about your aunt her legs are gone why are you getting your legs cut off at 60 that means your diet's bad you know just like she didn't eat right like drink water like okay <laughs> this bitch said drink water because drinking water is gonna <laughs> It's so fucked up. Like, I want to fight Mary, but I'm laughing at her at the same time. Like, sis, you can't go around saying shit like that. And you and see, this is why people don't fuck with the church now. You a first lady, you a pastor, you up there screaming about Jesus and stuff. But then you saying, oh, well, why are you 16 getting your legs amputated? Y'all be the main ones. But anyway, that's going to be the main beef of this episode between Jen and Mary. Um, Okay, as long as that's not my car hunking in the back. Um, Like I said, Jen throws Meredith this party. It's the first time everybody's really seen each other again. Her, Jen and Mary kind of get into it about the hot you smell like hospital comment. Um, she brings a friend over who Mary actually told the friend that she didn't tell Jen to her face. You smell like hospital. Mary told one of their friends that, and that lady came in with, she was like, did you say that? Did you say that? I said that about her. And the girl's like, yeah, I said, you said that. What's up? Like, there's a lot of middle-aged women on the show who want all the smoke and I am here for it. But, um, the show ends on a to be continued because Jen storms off. And this was kind of suspect to me. She storms off to her bedroom. I'll be back. (sighs) Bitch, don't respect my family. 
now sis jen you're supposed to be the firecracker why didn't you just say that to her face why'd you have to go storm off in your bedroom and get gangsta and get gully like girl i would have just told her don't fucking disrespect my family you in my house you talking about my family you talking about my aunt and her two missing legs and how i smell like hot that's fucking rude but no instead she goes in her bedroom and throws a tantrum jen is gonna be the one who gives me the housewife mess in the scenes i'm gonna need because she's gonna be screaming and shouting threatening to beat people's asses and i'm here for it so overall you guys those are all the characters we have jen Heather, a.k.a. Handsome Squidward, Meredith with the husband who has probably a different family in Chicago, the one who don't want to come home, Lisa with the bald-headed ass house, um, Whitney, <laughs> I'm going to call Whitney Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, and Mary, the grandpa fucker. <laughs> um, this show looks fun. Like I said, it's bringing a different energy. It doesn't look boring. It's just... Nice to get some new housewives with some fresh, frozen, Botox-filled faces. And more importantly, it just looks fucking funny. Um, I'm going to try to watch it. I will not be reviewing episodes weekly like I did with Insecure. It's just, it takes a lot of time. And I don't want to get caught up with inserting clips, which I probably wouldn't do every week. But maybe I'll do a beginning, a middle, and an end review for it. Like a wrap-up and then maybe i can get ashley on here with me like a solo session and um do a midpoint review or a finale review so i'm gonna put that in the atmosphere ashley if you're listening you need to watch the show with me we need to watch it together because we gonna have to talk about it um other than that you guys what else have i been watching um i just finished dark desire on netflix go watch it it's a mexican soap so there will be subtitles I know how some of y'all feel about reading. Um, What else was I watching? Um, Ready to Love on Own. It looks so interesting. Now, that is a show I would actually take the time to review each week. I need to see how many episodes it is because I think I'm already two episodes behind. At least two or one. And that show looks interesting. It's like a black love island, but with older black contestants. I think this is season three. I've never watched it, but from the episode I watched... It was giving me everything I needed. Like, it's just refreshing to see reality shows with black people. And, you know, we are portrayed as normal human beings, which is not the norm here in America. But um, that's what it is. But anyway, you guys, I really liked this Housewives show. I'll give the premiere a five out of five just because it's brand new. and We don't know these people. And there were plenty of times where I had to stop, pause the show and finish laughing out loud. Other than that, I can be found on Instagram and on the Twitter at K-D-A-S-H-D-I-O-R. When I was studying for the LSAT, I took like an Instagram and a Twitter break, kind of. So I'm back on Twitter and I am tweeting about all the shows I'm watching for. So if y'all are watching Ready to Love or if you guys are watching any of the Housewife shows, I'm on there tweeting about it when I watch it. I live. Well, I don't live tweet, but I tweet when I watch it. So follow me on that. Follow me on Instagram. You guys, like I said, follow Ash at Ash Tay Lamp with a P Marie. And don't forget to follow her bartending page, The Perfect Mix LLC. I done told y'all Ash is getting these cocktails ready for the end of 2020, sis. She's she's killing it and she's putting it together. Also, you guys, let me know if you're watching the show. Interact with the On The Rocks Instagram page at O-T-R-P-O-D. Okay? That's it. Um, I'm so impressed with myself that I was able to remember everybody's Instagram and Twitter handles because y'all know I be struggling. (laughs) 
But that's all I got to say, y'all. Stay inside. Wash your hands. Wear your mask. Let's get ready to get this bitch out the White House on January 21st. Baby, you ain't got to go home, but you got to get the hell up out of here. And um, just happy holidays to everybody. If y'all don't hear from us before the end of the year, y'all probably will. We'll try to get one or two episodes back out before the end of 2020. But just in case y'all don't, I love y'all. Ash loves y'all. Thanks for listening. Bye.